Hello friends, welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today we're talking about the space around us, but we're getting like deep in it. <laughs> we're talking about how and why the energy of the space around us affects us down to the very pure energetic blueprint level, how to cleanse your space, when to cleanse it, and why this all matters. Here we go. As I was brainstorming what I wanted to cover this episode, things started to get weird and I started to get a lot of intense downloads. So we will be covering a vast range of topics today. This is like a very short, oh, thistle. This is a very short but packed episode. Like last time, a lot of this stuff is channeled material from my guides as well as how I have come to understand things based on my experiences. So feel free to take what resonates, leave what doesn't. First things first, I want to start off with the story that kicked off a lot of the concepts we're going to be discussing today. So much of our likes, dislikes, and interests are strongly influenced by media and the people around us, and I've been on this kick lately where I'm just trying my best to see through that, to see the world around me with fresh eyes. So about two weeks ago, I was at the height of this. I was driving on the freeway just reflecting, and I set this intention very clearly that I wanted to see everything as it was without any preconceived notions of mine. This ended up being taken very literally, <laughs> and everything around me turned into what looked like a blueprint. There were no longer cars, buildings, roads, nothing. It was just a sea of blueprint. Everything was blue with white grid lines. It seemed to have substance to it, but it was also a little transparent. Instead of seeing my car, I saw that I was sitting in this dent in the blueprint. What? Somebody is very needy today <laughs> at the wrong time. The curvatures of the dent affected the white grid lines, so they were curved too. The blue and white were essentially connected. There was a gap where the blueprint didn't touch about two feet in all directions of my body. I looked down and saw a golden ball of light in the center of my chest. I was not seeing myself as a physical being anymore. Everything was completely transparent except for this golden ball. It was so bright, I couldn't see through it. I interpreted this golden ball to be my soul, and then the rest of my body was essentially just transparent energy. The outline of the features of my physical body were still there, like etchings on glass. You know, it's still like transparent, but you can like make out, you know, features. There's like lines and stuff. And then my energy became more and more transparent and lighter as it pushed out and met the blueprint around me. I looked around and noticed that everyone looked the exact same way. We were all sitting in a dent in the blueprint with our soul glistening gold at our chest and our energy pushing out around us. Some people had colors or like substances on their energy field. These were identical to what one would typically see when analyzing a person's aura. For example, the man to my right had this like red mass near his forehead. He was angry about something and was just stewing on it, which is why that was so prominent in his field. There was a girl to the left who was deep in thought about something and seemed to be very tied to nature. For some reason, I got that, that feeling. I don't know. 
She had a yellow mist around her head, and then there were these, like, long green energy strings on the side of her, almost like ivy. A guy in the car behind her was a little frustrated and on edge from driving and had some light red mist around his head. Physically, we were all moving because we were driving in a car on the freeway, but in this, like, blueprint world, we were all just sitting still, facing forward, feeling whatever emotions <laughs> we were experiencing. It was really weird. It was almost like we were all sitting in this simulation, but nothing was actually really happening. It hit me in that moment how silly it was that we were all preoccupied with such insignificant things, with our soul power shining so bright, capable of influencing this blueprint in ways we can't even grasp. It was so bizarre. It felt similar to the concept of an elephant being tied by a chain early in life and then growing to think that it doesn't have the power to break away from the chain, when in reality it's one of the strongest animals in the world and can literally break it, no problem. It felt like that, like our brains are designed to shut off our understanding of the deeper fabrics of our existence and instead be preoccupied with the surface stuff of our reality, the simulation. That was quite an eye-opener and made me very curious to explore the space around us. So here we are. <laughs> Everything starts in the energetic, in this blueprint, and trickles down to the physical. All energy in the universe is reflected somehow, somewhere. In our world, energy can come through as a person, a literal object, situation, emotion, energy being, stuff like that. If enough energy is focused in a certain area, it will have a more physical manifestation. This can look like anything from an energy being appearing or moving things in the physical, a certain situation manifesting, or a new energy physically being created. The walls around us, the cars we drive, the clothes we wear, those are not born. <laughs> they are created. They come from materials from other places and are imagined and put together by various people and tools that were also crafted through the same process. It's all energy and intention that is built upon by everyone that touches it. Inanimate objects don't themselves have a consciousness, but instead hold a memory of all of these energies that have interacted with it. In other words, it's not creating a reality for itself, but is reflecting the energies that it has absorbed. This is why if you enter the home of a close friend, it just feels like them. Their space has absorbed their energy so you can just feel them emanating from it. By the same token, if there's a house that immediately feels very uninviting and just makes you very uncomfortable, it's most likely because something funky happened there or the people living there were going through something really heavy and the space, again, is just reflecting that out. Time isn't linear, so if you don't cleanse to reset the energy of your space, there are no rules or boundaries being set, so the energy from previous inhabitants or situations will just bleed out. Everything holds energetic memories, but we have the power to choose which ones we want to surround ourselves with. So cleansing a space is basically just setting the rules of the energy you want around you. Everything is an extension of spirit, God, source, whatever you want to call it. Technically, nothing is real except that. 
We are all an extension of source and have been infused with a universal life force energy, which is what animates all living things. It's what creates consciousness. This energy is known as chi in Chinese or ki in Japanese. I'm going to be drawing off concepts from Reiki because that's what I am trained in, so I will be sticking with the Japanese terminology. To the Japanese, this key can be expressed in a multitude of ways, all of which are dependent upon our mental state, basically. One is a pure healthy form, which is Genki. That's what we want more of to keep our mental, physical, emotional, energetic states healthy and centered. And the other is an unhealthy form that causes sickness, disease, distress, all that stuff. This one's called Byoki. The healthier, more positive your mind and lifestyle are, the healthier your ki, so you got more genki, while the heavier, more negative your mind and lifestyle are, the unhealthier the ki, so you got more byoki. Life force energy is essentially just the energy of source energy. So throughout the episode, I will be talking about them kind of synonymously, just FYI. Depending on how we are setting the rules of our space, whether it be consciously or unconsciously, unhealthy ki can flow out to the space around us, creating gateways for heavier energy beings to come through, or healthy ki can flow out instead and regulate the energies. It's all a collaboration, the energy we surround ourselves with, the energy we send to those around us, and the energy we allow ourselves to receive, influence everything. Going back to my opening story, there is a universal blueprint that is responding to this universal life force energy, which is giving the blueprint shape and movement. This is a pure energy, the life force energy, that essentially like condenses to create heavier saturations of energy, which then give birth to individual consciousnesses like us. These heavier collections are still connected to that life force energy, to that key because it comes from it, but it's changed form a bit, and now a lot of other nuggets of heavier collections also interact and influence it. Kind of like a more abstract version of gravitational pull. (laughs) Everything has its own pull that affects the things around it, but we can choose what holds more pull. Just as a side note, when I say heavier, I don't mean negative or bad. I just mean denser than this super pure energy. As a denser being, you are able to decide how to receive the energy that is trickled down for you to experience. The physical is bombarded with so many different levels of energy, so there's more to process at a time, which is why it can take energy some time to physically manifest. This is also why the blueprint I saw didn't go through our bodies. Again, that pure energy was around and us denser beings were sitting within that. The physical is stubborn and doesn't give in easily. Typically, the purer or finer the energy, the more malleable, while the more physical, the more stubborn. So we interact and filter in that pure energy down all the layers of our energy field. But since it's going through so many filters, we have to truly allow it in for it to saturate enough to come through to the physical. That's also partly why we hold so much power with free will. If you don't want to experience a certain energy... You just don't allow it through the filters. (laughs) The specific blueprint I saw was that of the physical reality that my current consciousness is in because that's essentially what I asked to see. But there are multiple facets to this blueprint. 
There's one for all of the cells and bacteria that make up our body. That's like its own world of beings in itself. There's one for each of our higher realities. Looking at Earth, there's one for each of the realms that overlap ours, like the fairy realm, as well as one for Earth as a being itself. There are an infinite amount of blueprints for everything. Everything holds a base layer of reality and has a transitional one on top of it that influences and analyzes the larger implications of the one below. Just looking at us, for example, I'm going to start at the cellular level, but there are obviously many layers below that. Cells are organisms with many different parts just living their life. Encapsulating this are the cell's very simple consciousness. All of these cells and consciousnesses then build to form tissues, which has its own consciousness. There are many tissues, so all of the consciousnesses from the tissues then come together to form organs, which are encapsulated by their individual consciousness, and this continues and builds until we get the whole body, which then just keeps layering to higher and higher realities. I technically went backwards in that because everything starts at the higher energy levels and then continuously breaks down into smaller and smaller branches based off of the larger one, but this is how my guides explained it to me and I felt it's the easiest way to explain it. What's cool is at the tiniest layer of existence, you get a saturated little nugget of source energy, which just takes us back through the cycle. It's a constant, complicated loop. This process is a great example of how Source wants to experience everything. Our energy branches out to so many directions so it can experience every little detail of our energy in any way possible. The physical world as we know it is just one little glimmer of just one aspect of the broader blueprint. It is constantly shifting and redefining as we all shift and redefine with it. Technically, neither space nor time exist. Everything is one thing, God, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, in one spot experiencing itself. These experiences are basically just different ways of viewing itself, which births this explosion of infinite unraveling and exploring. That's why I didn't see any of us moving in the blueprint world, despite us being in cars on the freeway. At the core, everything is just one still being experiencing itself. The people around me were also an illusion. They're just mirrors reflecting different aspects of that one energy seeing itself in different ways. I really hope that makes sense. This is <laughs> difficult to articulate. Just brew on that. I'm going to leave that there. Going back to our space as we understand it with three-dimensional walls and furniture and everything, looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, physiological needs are the most imperative for survival, which includes shelter. And then safety and security come next. So the state of your space, your shelter, directly affects the state of your well-being. Another way to look at it, your space is an extension of you and vice versa. You are influencing the life force energy around you and how you're bringing it in and all that stuff. And your space is responding and reacting to you and itself is also responding to the life force energy based off of how you are. So the state of our space is usually a good insight as to what's going on inside. If we neglect our space, that's usually a good sign that there's something 
we're neglecting within ourselves, whether it be mental, emotional, physical, or energetic. As energy beings, we don't need a specific home because just being is our home. (laughs) As physical beings, however, having a home helps anchor us and connect us to our inner universe. Your home is an encapsulation of your energy field. The more chaotic your energy, the more chaotic the energy of your space. What a healthy space looks like differs because it's essentially a very sacred space specific to your energy. It's like a personal sanctuary. And only you know what that means. It doesn't always have to mean clean minimalism. But typically, the more you have, the more unnecessary items you keep, which stretches your energy out a bit thin as it tries to like interact and tie in with all of those unnecessary items. Again, your space is an extension of you, so all of the items within there are also an extension of some form of your energy. When you have a lot of stuff, especially stuff from old energies and versions of yourself that no longer serve you, you know, you're still giving energy to it, essentially, which can exhaust you, turn your life force energy a bit unhealthy, and attract some weird things. (laughs) If you're going through a fresh start, then getting rid of all the items that don't hold a high positive value to you helps a lot as it allows you to, again, reinforce your boundaries. It prevents your energy from being expelled to areas that you no longer want to be giving attention to, and it alleviates those old energies that are no longer needed. For example, let's say that you are not happy with your weight and you've been keeping clothes for years that don't fit you anymore because you are hoping that one day you'll fit into them again. Anytime you see that area of your closet that you can't wear, you know, it's just like you look at it and it just doesn't make you feel good, (laughs) you know? So having things around that trigger those feelings are essentially allowing those energies of not feeling good enough or not feeling happy with yourself or whatever it is to stick around and grow. You are giving energy to areas that you do not need to be giving energy to, and this is essentially being physically played out with the items in your space that represent them. We can't move forward if we keep looking back. You gotta process what you're feeling and then just keep going. There is beauty in simplicity. At our core, we are very simple, energetic creatures. The more you can connect your space to that concept, the more you can connect to your true state. You don't need any fancy items. We are trained to feel like we do, but that often keeps us separated from our own true abundant nature because it makes us feel like we don't have enough or we need more, both of which increase feelings of lack, which are not true. If you can fill your space solely with things that make you feel best of all, the less your energy is being scattered and the more it can foster that saturation of good feelings. In other words, it allows a smoother flow of life force energy, which prevents blocks or heavy portals or any weird stuff from coming through. Keeps you nice and feeling good, staying within your purpose. When you feel low, your space may become cluttered and dark. This is obviously reflecting your mental state. Additionally, if you feel scared and unsafe, like attracts like. So you're setting that intention in your space that something needs to be scaring you which can make the boundaries of your space weak and, again, welcome in some kind of weird being that's just going to kind of screw with you for a little bit. Jumping into a new topic real quick, 
I want to cover ghosts in this kind of realm of understanding. We talked about this earlier, but everything holds a memory of all the energies that it interacted with. This is a little off topic, but that's why cleansing crystals are items with a long history, like an old table from an antique store or something, is so important. You don't want weird, convoluted energy to get mixed into your space. Anyway, ghosts are kind of like memories of a specific consciousness from the past manifesting into the present. A ghost is essentially searching for the physical reality they came from so that they can get closure or whatever tools they need because they don't feel ready to leave yet. Since they are beyond that reality, but still somewhat stuck in our realm of seemingly linear time, they may pop into your reality to see if it fits theirs so they can get whatever they're looking for. If there is like some kind of energy similarity there, whether it be you remind them of somebody that makes them feel good or you feel like somebody that can help them or if your space is just one that they grew up in or, you know, whatever. If there's an energy there that feels familiar to them, they may pop in because they're looking for something there. They're looking for a hint. That is also the reason why they may latch onto an item. There's actually a stuffed animal of mine. It's like a little Simba and it has some funky energy that has latched onto it. I don't know where the energy came from, but anytime I like have that stuffed animal around, it moves or I'll just get random scratches out of nowhere. I'll wake up with scratches. I'll hear growling. Stuff happens. Something has attached itself to it. And yeah, that's why basically. All right. Anyways, that's all I wanted to say about that. Going back, regarding space cleansings, you want to do a cleansing anytime you're going through a shift in life, whether it be relating to your career, relationship, mentality, etc. This will allow the energy around you to maintain this new energy and again, remove any of that old stuff that no longer serves you. You'll want to do one anytime you notice you're feeling very tired, sluggish, chaotic or uncomfortable in your space, or if you feel like you have an unwanted energy visitor, if you've been really stressed or are just getting over like a cold or a flu or something, your body would have had that unhealthy life force energy, that bioki, so it will have more of an abundance around you too, so you just want to bring in that good stuff. Cleansing your space is a great way to set boundaries on what is and is not allowed in your space, so it helps realign and reestablish everything. If you're going through a healing or just had a healing done yourself, <laughs> cleansings will allow your space to again begin integrating that new energy to help foster the healing. It's also a good idea to cleanse to help neutralize everything after an argument or a heavy emotional occurrence to release those emotions so they don't stick in the objects around you and keep you in that headspace. To build on top of this, all of these reasons are also why it is imperative to cleanse a space when you're first moving in. The new place will have all of that stuff, all of that weirdness from the last tenants because that is the most saturated in its walls right now. So you want to cleanse it to remove that so you can start fresh, start new, and establish what you want into your space. You're establishing your little sanctuary. If there are heavy energies in our space or the life force energy is in an unhealthy state, this can lead to issues such as insomnia, anxiety, depression, irritability, and in more severe cases, this can all manifest into physical ailments. 
Additionally, if too much chaos and negativity have soaked into the walls, this can create a portal or vortex of sorts that just keeps attracting more of that kind of energy. So in that case, a space cleansing will help tie up and fortify any weak spots to maintain that healthy key. By doing that and going through that cleansing process, it will allow you to feel more relaxed, at ease, more confident in your environment. Some people even experience an increase in abundance and prosperity following a cleansing because obstructive energies have been removed. Basically, if we keep our space in self positive and light, happiness and abundance have an effortless pathway in our direction. It's very important to begin a house cleansing, space cleansing, whatever, by doing some kind of meditative centering grounding practice. So just go outside, take a few deep breaths, feel nice and centered. If you are trying to do a cleansing but your head feels very convoluted, you're very stressed, and you just can't get to that neutral state, then it's best to wait until you can. Again, like attracts like, so even though you're holding the intention that you're cleansing, it's almost like counterintuitive because you're still allowing it in your field which will bleed out into your space once you're finished. As I'm doing a space cleansing, I also like to set the intention that only beings of light and love are allowed. Everything else is banned and is not allowed in my space. By doing that, you're just reinstating what you're doing. You're giving that action of cleansing a bigger purpose so that the energy can then just keep carrying out whatever you're instructing it to do. So, how exactly do you do a space cleansing? There are so many options for you to mix and match. You can open the curtains, open the windows, let light and fresh air fill each room. Sunlight is a very helpful cleansing tool to keep vibrations high. Clean up any dirty or cluttered areas in and around your space. A heavy energy's favorite place to reside is the dark, dirty, cluttered closet. So you want to get all those little nooks and crannies nice and cleaned. It also gives the healthy key a nice, clear, smooth path to come and just fuel and enhance everything. Burn a cleansing botanical such as sage, rosemary, cedar, or lavender. There are others. However, if you are burning something to cleanse, make sure a window is open in each room so that the smoke and energy have a way to leave. If you can't do smoke... You can use essential oil sprays or diffusers. Some examples of ones you can use for a cleansing are anything citrus, like lemon, cypress, or frankincense. You can keep crystals in your space that specifically focus on protection, such as black tourmaline, or that focus on keeping things calm and neutralized, like amethyst. I personally like to keep a protection crystal by my doors so that nothing weird enters. You can add some plants to your space. Mother Earth and her little babies are great at neutralizing energies. (laughs) You can even use high-frequency sounds, like ringing a bell in each room or using a tuning fork. There are many options. You can choose one or two for consistent maintenance, and then when like a serious deep cleanse is necessary, you can do all of them or a chunk of them. You can usually notice when the energy shifts, so when you're done cleansing. The room will feel a lot lighter. It will probably even look brighter. You may be able to take a deep breath. You'll feel relaxed. You'll just feel good and positive and light. So I recommend repeating whichever methods you choose until you feel that shift. If the shift doesn't occur or you don't feel it, 
It could be either that the space is already healthy, so it's such a tiny little minuscule change that it's like unnoticeable, or if you still have persistent heavy feelings or just have weird energies still that have not gone anywhere, then it could be a sign that there's a larger issue with the energy in your space or that your energy may be very unbalanced, making it difficult to sense those little nuances. At that point, it's probably time for a healing or getting a professional into your space to help make sure everything's good. Also, in terms of cleaning and tidying, if you're going through and letting go of a lot of old stuff, it may rile up some old, heavier energies hiding within them, so it's always good to cleanse your space after that to make sure nothing's lingering. You can think of it like if you're going through an old stack of papers in an attic that are just covered in dust, the more that you move the papers around and shuffle through it, the more that dust is just going to spray everywhere <laughs> and it's not going to go anywhere until you clean it and dust it off. So same kind of deal. And that is our episode for today. It's a shorter one with a lot going on, but I hope it helps and I hope this venture opened up some interesting downloads for you like it did for me. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.